Welcome everyone to the Success Elevated Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Hayden Lee, and I'm joined by three special guests this week. Uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different for the podcast. Um, we're going to be doing something called a roundtable. So for this episode, what we wanted to do is have some other members of our team here at Spot on Solutions come on and talk about some interesting topics that we think would be good to discuss with our audience. So uh, I'm just going to pass it on down the line here to introduce yourselves, what you do here at Spot on Solutions, and then we're going to dive right into our conversation. So go ahead. All right. I'm first, I guess. So uh, my name is Melissa and I work at Spot on Solutions, obviously. I have a variety of clients that I do PPC with. Um, and then I also do a lot of social media management and quite a few other little things here and there. So yeah. lots of lots of fun little things, but that's the main main thing that I do. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Love it. Okay. A little bit of everything. My name is Sierra. I am a graphic designer here at Spot On Solutions. And I also, like Melissa, kind of have do a little bit of everything. I, I get to work with Melissa on a lot of social media things and then all of our graphic design work done internally and for a lot of our clients. So that's fun. Awesome. Man, I can't, I don't know how to follow up with you guys. I am uh, Jessica. I am the general manager at Spot on Solutions. My favorite title to actually use is the purveyor of awesome. Because Can it's true. It's very true. <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do a little bit of everything and yeah, I work with these three every day. Awesome. Well, I, I'm super excited for this conversation. Um, it's going to be a very casual conversation, which is typical to all the podcasts that I host. Um, we're going to be talking about a couple of cool subjects that are very, I think, critical for a lot of our clients to have. We're going to be talking about the importance of a brand guide and kind of what that is, as well as establishing your brand through Google My Business, Google Business Profile, whatever the new Google term for it is currently. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a couple different things, but that's what I wanted to dive right in. So I think I'm going to start with Sierra. I'm going to harass Sierra right. first, but we're right. all going to kind of pitch in and talk a little bit about it. Um, just because you've been reworking uh, Spot on Solutions brand guides yeah. recently. So talk to us. What Give us the, the Webster's Dictionary definition of what is a brand guide. The Webster's Dictionary <laughs> version. Okay. Um, well, it's basically kind of an instruction manual for okay. how we want to portray our brand, right? And yeah. so that's something that we've been working on as a company is we have a brand in place, but we don't have a brand guide and we don't have a way to communicate that through everybody internally and even externally. Um, a brand guide is usually a digital format that you can send to whether it's like printers or something right. to somebody else that's not in the business that doesn't know who we are, that you could essentially send that to them. And they have a roadmap of exactly who you are, what you do, how you sound when you talk to your customers, right. how to use your logo, what kind of pictures to use. And they just, it takes the whole company. It gives it a brand and it keeps it cohesive across every platform. You hit it right on the head from, from what I've seen with my conversations with clients, like the importance of, you know, we don't necessarily outline their entire brand guide like you've been doing for Spot on Solutions. Right. But in, in kind of a nutshell, what, what, we, what I try to establish when I'm first meeting with a client is like, okay, what is your voice? Like, who are you as a business? And, you know, we have business owners that are veterans or uh, maybe they have employees that are veterans. And so they're like, hey, I really want to, you know, we're veteran owned and operated, right? Like that's a, a part of their voice, a part of their brand. Well, and it's so important to have the voice because that's how they talk to their customers or that's how they yeah. talk to their clients. And if, and if you and I are talking to different clients with a different voice, we're representing kind of two different things. Totally. And it's just, 
not on the same page. And when you have a cohesiveness, the nice thing about it is you, you set the tone to build some trust yeah. because regardless of where somebody goes or sees your content, they know who spot on solutions is deep down. Like yeah. you've, yeah. you've just kind of started. It's like a secret handshake kind of under the table. <laughs> okay. uh, they, gotcha. they, you can build trust based off of having a cohesiveness and a brand guide. Love and that. we're using those brand guys every step of the way, right? So if we have a full client that's coming on and doing every service, we've got website, SEO, PVC, yeah. social media. We use that brand coloring and voice and, and logos and everything that goes into it to design All that website, to design display ads, to um, design their posts and the content yeah, that goes out there. Media. Yeah, it's huge. I, I wanted to, I'm going to throw you, Melissa and Jessica, a, a slight curveball here. Just a curveball question. Um, you you both have been here longer than, than Sierra and I here at Spot On Solutions. So I wanted to kind of pick your brains a little bit about like how has our voice here at Spot On Solutions changed since even when you started or when you started here? I, Jess, you were, I guess, the first official employee hire at Spot On Solutions. So like how has the brand and voice changed over the years since you guys started working here? You want to go first? I will. <laughs> Well, we, we did start pretty small, but the, I think the overall voice and the intent of what we want to do is we've always been about helping people grow yeah. their, yeah. either themselves or their business. And the people that we've brought in have kind of fit into that, that goal, that culture, that theme. Yeah. Those are their, so we have, they share the same values. So we've been able to keep the same values throughout the last 10 years. Our voice has changed a little bit. Sometimes we use Derek's voice, which is, you know, a little more humorous and, right, right. but we always have that expert, like everyone that we, we, the way we talk is like, we understand what you're going through. We have that connection and we, we really try to be genuine. And I think that's stuck with us the entire way. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like we've tried to nail down our voice a couple different times. And I think the difference with what we're doing right now with the brand guide is that it's just going to be so much more universal. Um, I think we've gone into ruts where we're like, we're just going to post this kind of content. And then that's like all we do. (laughs) We need to, we need to have a voice that encompasses so much more than just a blog post or, um, a website. So you, you, that that's, you you hit it something I think that a lot of people miss that, well, and, and we've mistakenly done it in the past. We're like, Hey, we want to post this type of content or do this type of thing right now. And we get really into like the mode of like, okay, the next three, four months, we're going to be doing this thing. And then we get to the end of that. And we're like, is this really us? Like, is this pigeonhole? Yeah. 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 But I think the brand guide helps us like, Hey, as long as the content fits with our brand, it doesn't matter what the content is. As long as it fits with the brand and our values, which if you know, the values have never really changed the brand our voice might slightly be adjusted, but the values of who we are and what we try to do is, is always been the same. So like if maybe for me, that's a bigger shift than it seems like for everybody else. But like, for me, it's like, it doesn't matter what the content is. As long as it fits in with the brand, it doesn't need to have a theme or it doesn't need to be, Hey, for this next quarter, we're really going to push this type of content. It doesn't matter what the content is or what platform it's on. As long as it fits in with the brand. I as think. long as it's spot yeah. on solutions or whatever your company is. <clears throat> It, it'll match and it'll work. Yeah. And another thing that's kind of interesting, I mean, I am the newest employee, but going over our voice and things with Katie and Derek is the voice very much so has been a person. It's been Derek. Derek yeah. has been the voice mm-hmm. of the company. And that's something that we have put a lot of thought into right. our discussions with Katie and Derek 
as we discuss that voice is because we're going from a like person driven voice to the company driven voice. And so there is a difference between those two. There's not necessarily a right and a wrong though. Right. And and I think a lot of smaller businesses where the business is themselves Mm -hmm. or maybe themselves and like a couple other people, Mm -hmm. like it's probably going to continue to be that, but I think still having some kind of consistency so that your employees know how to talk about the business and how to like, like, you know, that your employees are going to be out in the community. Maybe that, you know, they might not necessarily be at a marketing event, but maybe they go to their kid's baseball game or something. Right. And they, they should have an idea of how to talk about the place that they work at and they should understand like, okay, these are our values. This is what we believe. This is what we're trying to do. Like they understand kind of those basic things. It's going to, it's going to like push your business and your, your voice that much further. So yeah, Jess, you're going to say, I was actually, we had a brand meeting. What was it? A couple of days ago. And the yes. thing that I thought was really fascinating about it is they posed the question, do you know why our logo is the way that it is? Like, do you understand yeah. the concept behind the life preserver that we have? And like never really thought about it until we brought this up. So the, the idea behind the life preserver is like, we help our clients when they're drowning. Yeah. Like you're drowning, you're in a tough situation we're going to be the life preserver to help you get out of it. But the thought is, have we ever actually portrayed that in our voice? Right. It's talked about in our logo. Like it's Mm -hmm. the big O in the middle of SOS, but like, Mm -hmm. is it ever actually talked about in social media or with our one of those things that's kind of, I mean, interpreted because the question was asked to me is if I knew what the life preserver meant. Yeah. I, was like, well, I, don't know. I mean, I've got an idea, but yeah, I've know never heard for. the story. Yeah. yeah. And so to like really break it down and be like, okay, this is exactly, you, you get to the why behind it all. Yeah. And that's, totally. that's kind of your driving force when you create this brand guide is how are you going to encompass your why for your company yeah. and how you benefit your clients and your customers. You, you hit it right at the end. I think another crucial part of like a brand guide is also identifying who your audience is, like who you're actually mm-hmm. trying to, to market to. What are like, I guess, what are some challenges that come with that? Like, is, is it, for me, it's, it can be hard to identify what your audience is or who your audience is. How do you kind of figure that out? I, I don't know. Is there some different things that you can try? Like as a business owner, what could I do to identify my audience? Well, I think the first step is identifying customers based off of the customers that you had. So who are they? Like, are they homeowners? For a lot of our clients, it's homeowners. Um, So you have to just dive into the data that you have and start using that. Totally. Because you do have data whether you know it or not. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it helps us as as a marketing agency helps us do our jobs better. I I always like to throw out the the phrase like it's easy for us to market for awesome companies like and if you're if you're if you're an awesome company like it's going to make our job easy to do. And I think part of being an awesome company is like knowing who your audience is. And so yeah, it might just be something as simple as like digging through your past sales and being yeah. like, okay, so we typically sell to like maybe you're a carpet cleaner. Okay, we typically sell to homeowners that um have kids at home or, you know, I don't know that, that are 20 miles within our, you know, business office, like identifying some of those metrics, those demographics can help you better understand this is our audience. This is how we should speak to them. Like all of those things. Yeah. So like identifying your audience for me goes hand in hand with like a brand guide. Like you've got, it's, it's great to understand your voice, but also understanding like how you communicate that voice 
to Well, that's what that is, is you've got to know how to communicate yourself to the people that are going to be listening. Yeah. I mean, because you can communicate about yourself all you want. It's whether or not somebody's listening that's going to make or break you as a business or a company. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think you really need to, when you're looking at your audience, look past just demographics like age and income and what they own and kind of find out if I were in their shoes, what emotions trigger, what do they need? What can, what's the value they're going to get from what I'm bringing and what am I selling? Is it matching this person and what they need? Emotions are a great tool to use in marketing. (laughs) Honestly. Well, and that's such a, it's yeah, I think it's, it can be missed. missed. It's missed in marketing, right? Like in social media posts and stuff like that. Like I think we get too often in the habit of like very robotic, I don't know. The, the funniest social media accounts that I follow um, aren't necessarily like a comedy account, if that makes sense. Like, like for example, I follow like the NFL on yeah. Instagram. They make funny posts all the time. And the NFL is like not a funny organization, right? Like it's a football organization where they like focus on like winning football games, right? right? Like it's, it's pretty competitive. Right. But, but they've, they've identified, Hey, our audience is, you know, X, Y, and Z. They're looking to be entertained. They're 28 year, they're 28 year old men that, uh, you know, find humor like this funny. So let's appeal to that emotion and let's like post about it. And it gets more engagement. It gets people, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it's probably a pretty dumb analogy, but it just, it, for me, that seems like how you can better understand your audience. So an additional piece to that. So we've been talking a lot about brand guide and I think it ties hand in hand with the next thing that we wanted to talk about, which is, um, it's now called Google business profile used to be called Google, my business. Um, a huge part of your brand is how people find you on the internet. And a big part of that is like getting your brand out there on like a map listing, like Google maps. And it's so crucial to have a Google business profile. Um, Melissa, you have a lot of clients that that have Google business profiles that you work with and help them on. What is a Google business profile and kind of why is it important, do you think? Okay, so I love Google business profiles because first off, they're free. So (laughs) it's like everybody needs to have one of these things. They're they're absolutely free. Uh, So basically, it's going to be like a little listing that shows up in search or in maps. And so you probably know what it is already. Um, You just don't know what it's called. So a a common way you would see one is if you search for restaurant, right? You're searching for like a barbecue near me or something. Barbecue food near me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those listings that come up with the map that show the different businesses, those are those Google business profiles. Yeah. So they have a lot of really great information. You can chalk them full with um, information like your hours uh, for restaurants. You can do menus, uh, your services, your products, uh, descriptions. You can put photos on there. Right. You can uh, post like it's a yeah, social media account. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really important because when people are searching on the internet, you have this free opportunity to show up. Yep. So it's different from ads. Um, biggest difference is it's free versus you're going to pay something if you have an ad. Um, and it shows up depending on what you search and where you're searching from. So totally Jess, any, any additions to that? Like, like why in your mind do we need to put such a big emphasis on like a Google business profile? And it's, it's more real estate. Yeah, right? totally. So there's there's several programs that actually rely on Google business profile. Like if you've ever heard of local service ads, 
you have to have a verified Google business profile that has reviews in order to be able to run those ads. And it's a huge Google business profile is directly attached to Google reviews. I mean, it's, it gives you your authority, your um, customers get a place to go give a voice on how you're doing. And then you have a response to engage and build that relationship in uh, get more clients from it. Most people, I think over 80% of people, when they are looking for a service, they're going to go check out your reviews and reputation totally. to see yeah. if it, you're valuable. Totally. Like, and it's so tied. I think um, it's, it's missed a lot, but it's so tied to like hyper local situations, right? Like because it's a map listing, if you're close to someone, so you have an updated profile, you've got good reviews there, you've got your address there, your hours, all that stuff. If you're cl the closest person to that person searching, like you're going to show up higher. So like, it's so crucial, especially in a hyper local situation to have an updated business profile. You're actively using it. You're responding to reviews, all of those things so that people see you and you show up up at the top of the list. Like that's for me. Yeah. When I talk to clients all the time, like it's a free tool, like you have to have it. Like it's, we, we kind of take it for granted as a marketing agency that like, Oh, you've already got a Google business profile. Right. And some of my clients are like, what is that? And it's like, how do you not have this thing? Right? Like you've got to have it. It's, it's so critically important because it's tied to maps and everything else. Like it's just, it's such a big piece of, of what you're trying to do. So, um, kind of tying in the brand guide, Sierra, I, I know you don't have as much experience with like, business profile and managing that per se, mm -hmm. but how, why do you think it's, or maybe not the why, but how can a business communicate its voice through something like a Google maps listing? Well, a lot of that kind of comes back to those posts that we were talking about. You can yeah. post to it as you would Instagram or Facebook or things. That's a great opportunity yep. to be sharing the things that you are already putting on Instagram or Facebook. Just share them on. Just share them on your Google business profile. I yeah. always mix the names up. No, so. you're good. You're good. We, we <laughs> still, especially because yeah. I don't deal with it. I'm always like, oh, yeah. I can't remember. You're good. You're good. It's, but, yeah. Google likes to change the name fairly often. So, yeah. But when you're communicating that other places, I mean, and again, it's just another free way to do it. And in a way has benefits that it's not a social media because it's straight to Google. It's yeah. like already in the search engine. I mean, yep. it's right there for people to find it. And based off of those reviews and the way that you post those things, it's just another way for people to get to know who you are based on what your brand guide is or what your guidelines and instruction manual is for what you guys do. Totally. We, we help clients all the time with it. And it's, it's hugely important. So if, if you're listening to this, you don't have a business profile, um, reach out to us because we can help you set them up because they're, they're, they're very easy to set up. And it's, it's such an important tool. Like you have to be on Google Maps. You have to be. It's not of, well, I think I can get away from not being on, you know, some certain platforms. I don't necessarily have to be on, you know, this platform or this social media. You have to be on Google. You have to be there. It's so critically important. And, and we can, we can help people do it every day. Yeah. I and mean, one of the big questions we get is, well, I don't have a physical location. So do I still need one? Like, yeah, you can target yep. an area. Mm -hmm. You can have a hidden address so people aren't going to your location, but they can still find you through yep. maps. Yep. And you'll still, going back to that hyper-local conversation, like you'll still, if you, you can have a hidden address. You'll still rank higher if you're the closest person to that person searching. So like, it's still important to have your address on there. <clears throat> you know, a lot of the clients that we service are like restoration contractors. They help in like with like water damage issues. 
they don't have like a storefront that people are showing up to, but you've got to have your address there so that you can rank better than your competitors. If some like if, if somebody's a mile down the road from you, you want to be showing up in the number one spot, not your competitor that's five miles down the road or 10 miles down the road. You want to be that first call if you're that close to that person. So you've got to have that stuff there. It's yeah, so, so important. So um, any, any big changes? I know that the names changed. We talked about that, but Melissa, any other changes that like our clients should be aware of or that people should be aware of that are, you know, in the future or maybe right now they should be aware of with like Google business profile. The biggest change that I um, have seen is they're getting rid of the app. So okay. you won't be able to use the app anymore. I don't think a lot of people were using, were it. using yeah. it. Um, I know I wasn't using yeah. it. I don't think any of my clients were using it. Uh, but the other big thing is before you had kind of like this little dashboard that you log into to right. get to it. And that dashboard's not going to be there anymore. At this point where they're still kind of rolling it out, you can still get into your dashboard. And then when you click to edit it, it'll take you to the search results. And on the search results, it's going to pull up your listing. And then on the side where you would normally see like ads and things, you're going to see all these like little management widgets where you can edit your listing and all that stuff. So you're going to, when you go to make changes, you could actually just search for your listing, just search your company name and the city and it should bring up your listing and you can edit it right there. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's in theory, it's, it should be easier because you don't have to log into a dashboard. Like if, if you are attached to that business and yes. you already have that login, you should just be able to search for your business name and make edits right there on the search results. Yeah. Page. It'll be attached to your Google account. So yeah. people are always, whether they know it or not, they're usually logged into their, their Google, Google account yeah. when they're yeah. on the internet and on that like Google Chrome or Google search. And so it'll just automatically recognize that. So it's awesome. Okay. Well, I want, I want to kind of wrap up, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw everybody another curveball. <laughs> so no pressure here. Again, this is very, we're very casual situation here, but what I'm going to do um, just to kind of wrap up, I typically ask people that come onto the podcast, I ask kind of the three rapid fire questions at the end. I'm not going to ask you three rapid fire questions. <laughs> I'm going to ask you each one question though. Okay. So I'm going to start with Jess. We're going to work our way this way. Jess, what, um, if you could sum up our conversation here, you don't necessarily have to do that, but if you want to tell our clients or our listeners the most important thing in your eyes about the brand guide or Google business profile, what's one thing you would tell them? Her is knowing your voice and connecting it to your why as a company and sharing that with those in your company and being consistent with it is the only thing that I would really like. Love it. Go for it. Yeah. Try, don't try to be someone you're not. Too. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Sierra, you're up next. Most important thing. If you could sum up our conversation today, oh. I know you're deep into the brand guide. <laughs> so what's, what's one thing that you would tell our clients or our listeners about, you know, a brand guide? What's the most important thing you would tell them? I, I do think I'd kind of piggyback off of Jess is that, that knowing that why, and figuring out how to communicate that in an authentic and genuine way. Because you can tell when somebody's not authentic or genuine about it. And if somebody's just looking to make money off of you or take advantage of you or that they don't really know what they're doing. But when someone's willing to sit with you in the weeds and figure out and explain the why and help you find a solution, that like makes a big difference. And you can tell when a company is willing to do that or is willing to provide value to you. Yeah. And so being able to nail down that why and how to communicate that is probably one of the biggest things that will benefit your company as a whole. Totally. Love it. Melissa? Same question. Well, are you going to show me a curveball? <laughs> no, no more curveballs. I, totally I, I threw the one curveball. 
Because I had all, we all, three I had all this time to prepare, so I'm ready. Okay, go for it. Okay. Google my business. Okay, not call that anymore. Whatever it's Google called. Google business profile. Yeah. It's free. Like, you really have no reason not to get it. Yep. You almost feel like you're losing out if you don't have one. So just just go sign up. It's yeah. easy. Love Good. that. I have a friend that just started um, a, a little small business here in Southeast Idaho. And he was asking me, you know, cause he knows I do marketing and he's, he's starting out. So he doesn't necessarily have the money to throw it like a, a website and all this stuff. And he's like, what's, what's one thing that I can do. That's not going to cost me a lot of money. And I told him Google business profile, dude, you've got to be on a map listing. If you want to rank for this service that you're going to do, you've got to have a map listing and then start getting reviews. Totally. Reviews are so important on that. Yeah. Reviews and, and all of those things that are encompassing that, like it, it's a free service. You can already ask people that you've already done work for, get reviews, and you're, it's only going to help your business. It's not going to negatively affect anything, and it, you know, at the end of the day, it's free. So it's awesome. Well, this has been fun for me. I, this I've, was a lot of fun. I've, I've enjoyed this. This, this has been really cool. So um, I'm hoping we can do these fairly often. I like to do these maybe every you know, month or every other month or so and, and do some more of these roundtables. But this has been the Success Elevated Podcast Roundtable. Uh, we're excited um, to have you all listen to this. Please check us out. Subscribe on any uh, podcast platform or anything like that. And I hope to have all of you on again sometime in the future. <laughs> I can't wait. That was fun. Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, everybody. Well, do we clap now? Do we like clap now? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Thanks. This has been Success Elevated, making you a little bit better one show at a time. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe on YouTube or any other major podcast platform to listen to more episodes. We are proudly brought to you by Spot On Solutions. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help you grow your business, please check us out at spotonsolutions.com.